0: San Diego enacted a form of gun control this week. All guns at home must be locked up. Until recently, such a restriction in San Diego would have seemed far-fetched, but San Diego's politics have become increasingly less conservative over time. Interestingly enough, Republican Mayor Kevin Falconer managed to avoid signing this measure into law, which may prove fruitful for whatever his next political act is once he leaves the mayor's office. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Michael Smolens, you're the political columnist for the Union-Tribune. And in your latest column, you explain something rather interesting when it comes to this gun reform uh, that went into effect in San Diego. How did Mayor Kevin Faulconer manage to dodge this one? Well, first, a
1: little background on the, the gun measure. It was uh, proposed by City Attorney Mara Elliott. It's a gun storage measure. It requires you to basically lock up your guns or have a gun lock you know, on your trigger mm-hmm. um, at your home um, under just about any circumstances except in some rare ones. And the council passed it by ultimately a 7-2 vote. And it went to the mayor. Now the mayor has three options. He can sign it into law, he can veto it, or he can sign not sign it and it becomes law. And he chose the latter one, which is kind of intriguing because, you know, gun control, even though this is a modest one, is a pretty hot issue. So um, I think he was just not trying to attract attention to himself one way or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. And has Faulkner said anything publicly about gun control generally?
1: Generally, over time, he's been supportive of it. It hasn't really come up. I mean, it's not that much a city council issue, or at least when he was on the council. Clearly, everybody's getting more involved with the the just the, the increase in mass shootings. Uh, so there hasn't been a lot, you know, the, the gun control aspect is mostly dealt with at the state level. So there really haven't been those kind of votes. But yes, he he has been supportive.
0: Yeah, and it's worth noting there was the shooting at Habad of Poway earlier mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. and the shooting in El Paso, yeah. a city similar to San Diego. So he could have said something about it if he wanted to, but it's probably safer to not politically.
1: Well, he, he has advocated uh, measures to combat gun violence, uh, and he's joined with other people in seeking funding and, and things like that. This was kind of interesting because he basically agreed with both arguments. One, the city attorney saying, you know, this could help prevent accidental shootings or, you know, guns getting in the hands of children Mm -hmm. or people who just are not supposed to have them. Uh, The uh, other folks, the critics say, look, you know, if you have a gun at your home and you have an emergency, uh, particularly a home invasion, and you have to go and fiddle with a lock, that could, could, uh, you know, keep you from protecting your family. And he basically said, you know, he understands both arguments. And he didn't say that's the reason why, but that's the reason why he decided not to sign it.
0: Yeah. And in San Diego, with the kind of political makeup, issues about guns are kind of in an awkward position because we have a large military presence. Mm -hmm. We're a border city, but at the same time, generally more moderate as a city.
1: Yeah. And the city itself, in terms of partisan politics, is, is actually very democratic. I think you would consider it a moderate democratic city versus... Certainly, San Francisco and Los Angeles. Uh, So, locally, I don't think he would have been a big problem for them, for him. Rather, Uh, you know, he he's also nearing the end of his tenure as mayor. He's termed out after next year, and who knows what he's going to do. But he is a Republican, as we've said many times, a a moderate Republican, and and gets uh, you know a lot of attention for that because there's not that many, Mm -hmm. there's not any really big city Republican mayors. Period. But uh, you know, the the speculation is, as I did, um, that. You know, does he really want to have to put a vote or, or you know, something on record as to where he stands, even on this modest gun bill? So, I mean, tacitly, he, he gave it uh, sort of indirect support. He let it become law. He could have vetoed it. But uh, on the other hand, it, it, it's, that's a little roundabout way. If he's going to be criticized, he didn't sign it. So, uh, you know, maybe that... The thinking is that'll keep the pro-gun
0: folks at bay should he go for a partisan office, which, of course, would have to go through Republican primaries. Certainly. And a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about how Mayor Kevin Faulconer was getting lots of attention from a variety of conservative podcasts mm-hmm. and from just kind of various national outlets. Is that still kind of going on in which he's getting attention that is separate from the attention he gets in the UT? Um to a degree, yes, because they're talking about a lot of stuff
1: we've been talking about for some time. Uh, but uh, he, he has made the rounds, and actually, some interesting pop culture podcasts and radio talk radio shows. Uh, as you mentioned, some conservative outlets. But he just did a podcast and uh, an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm not suggesting the Chronicle itself is is uh, liberal, but that's a very liberal city. Mm-hmm. And um, he's been getting a lot of attention for a lot of his stances, but particularly on on homelessness. Uh, the state is in a horrible position. San Diego seems to have made some headway, although, as we've talked before, there's a little bit of dispute about how the homeless were counted. But. Uh, at least on paper, our numbers are down and they're up dramatically everywhere else. So naturally, they're looking at, okay, what is this Republican mayor doing that the Democratic mayors aren't? So he's getting a lot of attention for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's certainly interesting because earlier this week, President Donald Trump mentioned that he wanted to do something about homelessness in Los Angeles while the situation there and here are is different. And,
1: that, and that's a very good point uh, because I suspect should the president and the administration head in that direction, start doing something. And you know, he said a lot of stuff and hasn't followed through, so let's see. I bet we'll see a, a bit of more focus on what's been happening in San Diego uh, because, like I said, and we've been talking, the mayor's been getting a lot of attention for that. We haven't found the silver
0: bullet. And, again, we'll see the next uh, homeless count to see how well we're actually doing. Certainly. And, you know, the actions that were taken after the hepatitis A outbreak, you know— kind of put things in a different direction, which we're seeing kind of the long-term effects of that in a sense. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, they had been looking at, use the term, long-term, they were looking at a long-term plan, the Housing First plan, Mm -hmm. which took a lot of time to get money for permanent housing and and so forth. Uh, There was such a hue and cry and some business leaders really pushed him to do stuff more temporarily, that's where we came up with these tents because that had been the city's policy. It ended under actually interim mayor Todd Gloria, but certainly Faulkner. They wanted to go in the housing first direction. They say they're still going that direction, but they're having to spend a fair amount of money to get as many people off the street as they can, because streets as they can, because it was really a very tough
0: situation, and there's still a bad situation out there. There's a lot of sanitation issues. Mm-hmm, certainly. So um, now that. Kind of the days are numbered for Mayor Kevin Faulkner to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any rumors or mumblings within Politico suggesting what his next move may be?
1: There, there are, actually, and that's sort of what's been going on. Um, exactly what remains to be seen. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, Actually, you know, some people think he's he's playing his cards right. First of all, when we say his days are numbered, I mean, it's the end of 2020. He's got a l- long way to go. He's you know, People have used the lame duck term. I don't buy into that. He's been very active. March is a huge deal for him. That's when the the whole uh, convention center expansion, you know, that hotel tax that would expand the convention center, fund mm-hmm. homeless programs, and uh, help build, rebuild roads. Getting that passed would be a big feather in his cap. He's been trying to do that for some time. It will be quite a defeat if it doesn't happen. Uh, it's going to be tough. Nobody likes r- raising taxes in this town. We've seen that before. Uh, but, yes, he's the only real kind of statewide known Republican these days. There are others, but, you know, when they don't have much of a bench. There's no statewide ele- Republican elected officials. Uh, does this mean people are hoping he'll run against Gavin Newsom in 2022? Most people seem to think even if Gavin isn't doing great, that it's still such a Democratic city would be tough. But uh, he's got to walk a fine line. Uh, he's got to sort of navigate the conservative core of the Republican Party, And I think he does that well on fiscal issues and Mm -hmm. sort of some of the getting the job done issues that he's presenting. But clearly, he's a social moderate. His whole notion of border relations is far different than President Trump's. Uh, And I think that uh, the Republicans are sort of hoping he will be uh, a a figurehead for them, either running for governor or something else uh, in the coming years. But I don't think we're going to see him chasing anything next year. I think he wants to finish out his term as strongly as he can kind of lay low. Next year is going to be a tough election year for a lot of people. I think Republicans, particularly whether Trump gets elected or not. So um, I think he might bide his time. And you know, if Trump's not in office, that may benefit a moderate Republican like uh, Kevin Faulkner.
0: Certainly. And we did a poll, I believe it was last week, about um, the mayor's race and Todd Gloria was the the favorite mm-hmm. among San Diegans. But there's also a question about, do you think Mayor Kevin Faulkner is doing a, a good job? And If I remember correctly, it was 35% both approving and disapproving, and then 30% saying they had no opinion. If you're a politician and you see those kinds of numbers, how do you respond to that? It's it's kind of like a it's kind of a wash. You're not real happy, uh, that's for
1: sure. Now put into context, are, are people remembering the whole hepatitis debacle? Uh, you know, we talk about the mayor and being viewed for higher office. It's a cyclical thing. After he got elected, he was everybody's looking at him. Is this the way forward for the Republican Party, which has shrunk and had a terrible time in California? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking him up for running last year for governor. And then the whole hepatitis thing hit, and uh, he really had to kind of stay focused at home. And, uh, you know, times gets short in politics and memories get short, but some people thought, can you really advance after that debacle? Well, people have re- rebounded, and he's sort of rebounding a little bit in sort of the the, the circulating and p- media interest. But I was a little surprised by that poll. I thought his positives would be a, a little better, or better than his negatives. I didn't know how much. So um, that might— give him a sense of reality, at least where he stands among uh, his local constituents.
0: Certainly. And that 30% of don't know could just be the 30% of San Diegans, they don't really pay attention to local politics.
1: Well, I don't want to say familiarity breeds contempt, but we know the mayor and his administration and the, the trials they've had a lot better than Uh, people outside uh, San Diego and outside California, Mm -hmm. and they will sort of see certain things of how he contrasts with Donald Trump, which is attractive to the media, and uh, this stuff we've talked about on the homelessness. So I I would suspect his his image is a little better. He usually, in sort of uh, horse race polls on on, uh, the governor's race uh, potential, he still is always up there. He's usually the leading Republican, Mm -hmm. should he decide to run or not. All right. Michael Smolens,
0: thank you so much. Thank you. In other local politics news, San Diego City Attorney Mara Elliott is suing Instacart, saying the grocery delivery app misclassified employees as independent contractors. The suit comes just days after Assembly Bill 5 passed the California legislature, a bill that would grant full employment protections to independent contractors, potentially rewriting the gig economy. The suit alleges that Instacart shoppers do not qualify as independent contractors under a 2018 California Supreme Court decision. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. Please rate us and review us on your favorite podcast app and support our journalism by signing up for our print and digital products at uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.